0: everyone, my name is Michael
1: Kaiser. And I'm John Wilson. And welcome to another episode of Make Ours Marvel. This is episode 67 of Make Ours Marvel, where we are wrapping up the month of August, 1964. It's been a pretty big month with some pretty big stories, and this episode, I think, is going to be one of the most important episodes we've done, because there's not only a very important story to the history of Marvel, but also a really important story to the history of our characters.
0: I feel like we're getting more good stories than we are not good stories lately.
1: Yeah, yeah. At the end of this episode, when we do uh, top and bottom picks, it's going to be really hard. Right. Because there are lots of good contenders for top. I mean, I think I know which one I'm going to go with, but it's not just because it's the only good one.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you got this one.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm starting out the gate with the... Okay, I guess it's fair. You did Spider-Man last episode, but I feel bad.
0: (laughs) No, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I feel bad that I have Tales of Suspense. 59 featuring Iron Man and Captain freaking America.
0: See, I got, I got Tales of Suspense 58, which was kind of the first one, but not officially, I guess.
1: Right. So this is where the uh, Tales of Suspense series permanently splits into two superhero titles. It's been split before because the Watcher was in the backup, but he's gone. For the rest of the run of this comic, it's going to be Iron Man and Cap.
0: They used to call this Iron Man number 59, you know, not Iron Man and Watchmen number 59.
1: Right, they're, re-
0: they're referring to a lot of their titles as like Thor number eight, when really it's Journey to Mystery number eight. So now they can't do that with this anymore.
1: Yeah, now it, it, they had just gotten used to calling it Iron Man, whatever. Now they have to go back to calling it Suspense. Mm hmm. Okay, so Iron Man's going to fight the Black Knight. We're going to start the sensational new Captain America series. Uh, so going to the first page of the Black Knight battling Iron Man comic. Uh, I was going to read the credits. They're, oh, there they are. They're hiding in there, yeah. They're hiding. Weird. There are four, like, bomb blasts, and they all have, never has the Black Knight been so powerful, so seemingly unbeatable. Never have you seen such action. Never has an Iron Man epic tugged at your heartstrings the way this one will. We'll talk about that. Never has a Stan Lee script or Don Heck artwork been greater. Mm-hmm. So letter is just completely left off of this one, but that's okay. Um, Sometimes I'm sitting in jail and my winged (laughs) horse comes and rescues me from jail. And it's pretty great. Pretty handy. Yeah. And that's what happens to, I don't even remember his civilian name, but the Black Knight. He was sitting in prison. His horse showed up outside. He's like, awesome. Horse flies up to his window. He has a dissolving ray in his uh, horse pockets. And the black knight pulls out the ray, dissolves the iron bars and rides off on his horse to get revenge on the Avengers. The Avengers are going to go out. They have like, um, some sort of far away benefit show they're doing. Um, they're waiting on the wasp to finish getting ready. It's, 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 it's a whole thing that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about later. Um, so Thor leaves carrying all the Avengers on him, except for Iron Man who's staying behind, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp are hanging onto his hair, and Captain America is hanging onto his cape. And Iron Man's like, we decided that one Avenger should always remain near at hand in case of emergencies, because emergencies only happen in New York City. Um, yep. meanwhile, Tony Stark gets to the office, and just as news is coming in about the Black Knight attacking one of Tony's factories, Tony keels over because he forgot to charge his, his chest plate. And Happy and Pepper are like, oh my gosh, get a doctor. Tony's like, no, 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 no doctor. Happy and Pepper are like, oh my gosh, get a doctor. Tony's like, no, no, no doctor. Pepper and Happy are like, oh my gosh, get a doctor. And so they do this until the power goes out. Because Black Knight blasted the factory. And so Tony's able to creep into his room while Pepper and Happy are distracted by the power outage. And lock the door behind him and plug into power. Pepper and Happy bang on the door. Boss, what are you doing? He's not answering. He's charging up. He turns into Iron Man. He attaches these belt pods that he has occasionally worn in the past but doesn't always wear but they give extra transistor power so he attaches them so he can go and take care of the black knight he goes after the black knight he and the black knight tussle um iron uh pepper and happy are trying to like get into the door to tony's office they realize it is a it is a like tempered steel door. In fact, the entire wall is steel and they never realized this before. And so the, you know, like fire escape hatchet they're trying to use on it is not working. Um, <laughs> Iron Man and Black Knight are still just kind of fighting. Um, at one point, Happy's like, okay, if he's not going to answer the door and he was all sick, so he might be dying in there. I'm going to walk out the window and go around the ledge to the window that goes into his office And while he's doing that, Black Knight's, oh, look, hostage time. And he uses his lance, which, of course, is full of doodads, to uh, hitch Happy with, like, a a fishing rope. Um, He attacks uh, Iron Man some more, starts sapping his power. Um, Iron Man does some sort of, like, fake out. Black Knight thinks he's dying. He no longer needs a hostage, so he drops Happy Hogan. Iron Man wasn't really dying. He catches Happy. He grabs the horse's feet turns the horse upside down, so the Black Knight falls. Iron Man catches the Black Knight, turns him over to the police, goes back to his office, and he's like, oh, crap. I I need my transistor pods. Like, I need that power level now to keep my heart going. I, I can't take off my Iron Man suit. What am I going to do? So he finally opens the door to Happy and Pepper, and they're like, wait a second. Our boss was in there. What are you doing here, Iron Man? He's like, your boss? He, um... He went on vacation. I'm here now, and uh, he left me in charge. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. So there you go. And they're like, "Wait a second. I don't think Iron Man's actually telling us the truth." And we end on a not a cliffhanger, cliffhanger, but like definitely a note of dramatic point, uh, like intrigue.
0: Where they suddenly it suddenly dawns on them that nobody actually knows who Iron Man is.
1: Yeah, he's just this guy in a suit walking around their place.
0: (laughs) Claiming to be in charge. This is kind of scary. And he's more powerful than all of us, so we can't argue with him.
1: Now, when I read this, my first thought was he just came out of Tony's office. Of course, he's Tony Stark. But they just saw Iron Man fighting outside. Mm -hmm. So they have no reason to think that Iron Man was in there while Tony Stark was in there.
0: Yeah, he says he left by a secret entrance. And they're like, well, that sounds legit. I guess if you're Tony Stark. Yeah. So it's funny. Like, I owned all the Tales of Suspense cap issues in the Mm -hmm. past and I've read all those stories but I think I've just kind of ignored the Iron Man stories for some reason even though I had them why not read them but I definitely ignored or didn't know Iron Man prior to 19 or to number 58 or 59 so it's kind of cool to like actually be reading these other halves of these books that I used to have that I didn't care about and now there's context and like I know these characters and how we got here it's been kind of fun
1: yeah, I've had similar experiences. It's it's really neat because, like, when you do a Captain America read through, you read the back halves of every issue. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing a Hulk read through, you ignore the Namor or
0: yeah. the
1: or the uh, Giant Man. And uh, yeah, now we're going to get both halves of that mm-hmm. for better in Iron Man's case or worse in Giant Man's case.
0: <laughs> Don Heck, um, I I agree. Don Heck artwork has never been greater because I thought this was really good as far as yeah you know Don Hecky drawings i think he's inking himself so that always helps uh very they, dramatic very uh i don't know very soap opera he's good at that like, what do you
1: think was the um tugged at your heartstrings
0: tugged at your heartstrings uh, maybe iron man being stuck in his suit
1: like, like we're supposed end? to be sad for him
0: maybe because there's no romantic things going on
1: no i yeah i was thinking maybe iron man you know being stuck in the suit at the end combined with Tony almost dying. And like now Tony's life has been turned into the turned upside down by the whole Iron Man thing. But mm-hmm. it's not as quite as emotionally. It, it, it doesn't have as much of an emotional impact as I would have expected from that headline, but that's okay. right.
0: Yeah. Sometimes he exaggerates not often, but sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Stanley's not known for his hyperbole. <laughs> um,
0: or his misogyny. I love this scene. Oh my gosh. Um, it's funny. Like I, I asked and then answered my own question, but I was like, wow, why are the Avengers in everything all the time? That's so weird. Like, the Fantastic Four and X-Men aren't in everything. And it's like, well, duh, they're in everything that's related to the members of their team. And they're the only team we have that, like, actually have individual solo books. So, of course, they're in everything. We just see them all the time. Every time you read a Giant Man, there's Avengers in the background. Or Thor, there's Avengers. And how we have this scene, of they're all
1: going to a charity
0: ball. and And i
1: actually kind of dig that because sometimes when you're reading avengers it feels like it has nothing to do with the solo books Mm -hmm. and definitely with justice league i feel like the justice league is almost never in the solo books in this era
0: oh they're never in their like like they're never in the superman book or the batman book or anything yeah 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 no i like it i like when they hang out
1: superman stories don't acknowledge the league and the league does not acknowledge the superman solos
0: yeah that's that's a shame that's not world building um that said, they're all waiting around for uh, the Wasp to get ready. And, you know, the trouble with girls is they all act like females. That came out of my hero's mouth. Um, so okay, it's a little so, awkward, a little dated.
1: Yeah, so what's happening here is they're all getting ready to go. Um, wasp is the last one to get ready. I'll just read the story. I'll just read the, read the panels. Stop being so impatient, boys. I'll be with you in a jiffy. Giant Man says, sure, Wasp. That's what he told us a half hour ago. Catch America. The trouble with girls is they all act like females. Iron Man say, haven't you left yet? You'll be late for that Out of Town charity benefit show. Thor, we're ready to go. But the wasp decided to change her makeup. The wasp does one last check in the mirror. She says, Okay, I'm ready now. Gosh, look at the time. Come on, boys, let's not be late. See you later, Iron Man. And Ant Man says, just like a woman, you made it sound like as though you've been waiting for us. Now now, Blue Eyes, no arguments while we're shrinking down to ant size. It's just so full of misogynistic stereotypes.
0: And we've all had those conversations at the same time. So it also kind of amused me. But
1: It is. Like, there's always somebody you're waiting for, right? A lot of times it's me and the family. Like, um, I'm usually the last one to kind of get my act together whenever the family's all ready to go. Um, so I was trying to think. I even handed this to I was like, Lily, how can I spend this? How can I spin this where it's not, like, we're in-universe. This isn't the Wasp being a total dope. And she couldn't figure out a way. But I think I found maybe a way to spin this. Mm -hmm. um okay so they're all getting ready to go Wasp has her costume on she's getting ready to go she looks down and I don't know she has to change clothes there's a stain it's wrinkled it's torn something she has to change so she goes back in and changes and it's not a half hour Giant Man's just being a grouch it's like a five minute wait they had to wait five more minutes Captain America he does not know how to be a human being yet and let's face it back in the 40s misogyny was a fact of life or the sixties or the sixties. Yeah. And, um, Thor, um, I can't excuse Thor, but I, I feel like the fact that the wasp needed to change and the men just don't understand her need to look her best when she's out there is one thing, but to write her like a dope who takes a half hour to do her makeup just to, you know, for whatever reason is, is not the way to approach that.
0: I think it makes them look more like dopes than her. I don't think it's a problem that she wants to change her makeup. I also think one of the reasons it's a stereotype that we're always waiting for women is that because if we're all following traditional standards of beauty, the men don't have to do as much as the woman. It's just There's a fact. That too. They actually have to put on makeup. I don't. I put on some deodorant, put on a t-shirt, and I'm done. And my wife right. has to stay in the mirror and figure all this stuff out. And if we're following traditional standards of beauty, her – the judgment she's going to receive on how she looks when we go out the door is higher than me. Nobody cares how I look or they care less. That's a very good point. And Jan likes being a female, which I think is just fine. I've always thought that. I don't care that she likes to shop or likes boys or whatever. Like, it's okay to be that. So I'm kind of down with her, like, making all these dumb dums wait for her because they're going to a charity ball and she wants to look nice. and. Mm-hmm you know whatever you guys need to wait but when they start making it all like all females are this way and all that that's just kind of a bad thing to talk to say i guess
1: yeah i like i like all of that that's not that yeah Yeah. she is she is a girly girl and that is totally chill i mean that's that's Uh that's a good way to be we've seen her be a plucky superhero she has more sides to her personality it's it's you know it's great yeah um Black Knight was a giant man villain, but last time he was up against the, all the Avengers together, so it feels natural for him to go after the entire team. Even though he does not end up going after the entire team, he ends up going after Iron Man.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that. They're shuffling their villainy around a little more. Like obviously, we've had Submariner like attacking everybody. We've had Doom shift a little. Um, but yeah, Black Knight. Now this is his third title to be in as a villain. But started with Giant Man, then Avengers, now Iron Man. Right? So it's kind of cool.
1: It is kind of cool. And I like I like this villain, Black Knight. I mean, obviously, we all know that Dane Whitman's coming down the road eventually. He's going to be the Black Knight. But, you know, this is the first one. And I kind of like – it's easy to forget these stories. So I'm glad that we're here. So Iron Man's thing broke, right? Um, it's, not,
0: it's not just that he's out of power per usual and he forgot. It's broken. Something's wrong. Because that's why he had to – wear the discs and that's why he can't take his armor off right
1: oh so it was was an unexpected malfunction
0: says i can't tell him my protective chest device isn't functioning properly like it just came out of nowhere you're right so so i assume that's why he can't just go back to normal because that those discs that he put on are giving him extra boost to like make that poorly functioning chest piece work right
1: i was trying to remember as i was recapping exactly the whys and the wherefores, but yeah so okay that makes sense then the transistor pods are not just a power boost they are making things work properly, and so he needs them now. So technically
0: he could fix his chest piece and then take his armor off, I guess. So it's not that dramatic.
1: Does he have to take his armor off to work on it? I mean, that's a no because he's, oh. he's changed armor before, right? Well, maybe
0: if it's on the inside. I don't know how the chest piece thing works. It's not like the MCU. It's the entire torso of his armor mm-hmm. that he has to wear all the time. So, yeah, I can't. does he have to take that off to mess with it? I don't know. I don't either. Boy, that's really dangerous if he can't, and it breaks. Like, how do you fix it? You can't. And he has
1: changed
0: chess pieces. Oh, he has? Okay.
1: Well, yeah, because he went from, you know, the large Mark I armor to this Mark II armor. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So he must be able to do that somehow. I don't know. Actually, with the new headpiece, this might technically be a Mark III. But yeah. So he's got to have some way of changing out the chess pieces, but how long can he leave it off? Mm -hmm. Um, Unless... He needs time to fashion a new chest piece and so during that time he's going to have to just be iron man.
0: That's probably what he's going to do i imagine.
1: Yeah, I don't remember exactly how this plays out.
0: So is this going to be like the new thing where like Pepper and Happy are either looking for Stark or looking for Iron Man in every issue?
1: Um this yeah, this is going to be a dynamic going forward like how much they can trust Iron Man versus how much they can trust Tony versus, you know, it's it's kind of a, a river that we're going to go down for a while.
0: Because mm-hmm. um, last story, they were hunting Iron Man with the Iron Man tracer. Mm-hmm. And this story, they're hunting for, or they're looking for uh, Tony or trying to get into his private office. That's like their thing. They're just going to be the, the background um, causing problems. And in both cases, Happy became a uh, a problem. He got in danger.
1: Yeah. But to be fair, they're trying to live their lives. Like they're mm-hmm. trying to be good employees. Yeah. And their their boss was dying in front of their eyes. That's they a good had, point. They had all reason to try to get into that door- room to save them, save him. I was amused that they had never noticed that the entire wall was made of reinforced steel. Um, usually you notice those sorts of things, like when you try to hang stuff up on the wall and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Especially since there's a picture up there.
1: (laughs) Right. I was legit worried about what was going to happen whenever Happy goes out on the ledge. Uh He's like going over to Tony. I was like, okay, so wait a second. Is he? What's he going to find when he goes in the room? What's he going to think whenever Tony's not in there? What's what's he going to do?
0: Good thing he got attacked, huh?
1: Right. And um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to say on this. It was a fun story. I enjoyed it too. I mean, I
0: I don't think it's going to last, but I do like that he's trapped in his suit. I think that's an interesting twist. And I like it just almost as ominous that last panel. It's like he has no eyes and those slots on his mask. And they're like, who is this faceless stranger that we've never had to really deal with before? And now he's claiming that he's in charge. That's going to be just weird for everybody.
1: I do think that the boast at the beginning is going to tug on your heartstrings or whatever. I do think this is probably the most I've ever been emotionally invested in an Iron Man story so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like this was, I was, I was engaged in this one.
0: Yeah, good, solid issue all around, as we'll see.
1: As we will see, because next up, mm-hmm. oh my God, the Marvel Age of Comics reaches a new peak of glory with Captain America, the most enthusiastically requested character revival of all time, the first of a new great series brought to you by the two best qualified men in all of comicdom, Stanley, author. Jack Kirby Illustrator, inked by Shakespeare, letter by S. Rosen. hmm. OK. Captain America is chilling out at Tony Stark's mansion, his ex-residence that he has now given over to the Avengers. We talked about that in a previous episode. It clarifies here. Tony no longer lives there. Um, and he's just chilling out. Jarvis is there. First appearance of Jarvis, gives him some tea, goes home for the day. And so Captain America's just like flipping through old photo albums because he's the one who's on duty. And um, at this point, there's a mob of crooks who are like, uh, "We're gonna go get the Avengers because I'm super strong, and we're gonna go after the weakest of the Avengers. He ain't got no superpowers, does he, Captain America? You're nothing but a glorified acrobat. We can handle him easy." So they have like super powered guns. They're gonna go um against Captain America they let they they capture Jarvis he's there I guess hasn't really left yet um but they let him go home Captain America is looking through photo albums hey look hey I have another name I am not just Captain America I am Steve Rogers oh and look Bucky oh I miss Bucky I'll put this photo album away it makes me too Bucky sad. And then he gets shot at because the bad guys have infiltrated the Avengers mansion. They're shooting at him. They're all wearing outfits. One of them is even wearing an Iron Monger costume. And they fight Catch America and they knock him out from the back. And they hog tie him. But whenever he wakes up, he quickly gets out of the ropes, makes pretty short work of them. Obviously, he has, you know, razor sharp uh, boot edges, which helps him cut through the ropes. Um, he thrashes some bad guys. He de-helmets the Iron Man guy, punches him in the head, um, throws him against the wall with a judo throw. Um, his shield absorbs the shot of a bazooka, so the backfire knocks the guy out. It was a smoke grenade, not an actual shell. Um, and anyways, yeah, the breakage basically thrashes everyone and sits down and is like, huh, well, I guess I should call the police. Maybe I should... Uh, Maybe I should have gotten the other Avengers. They're really tough. These guys would have had a hard time against them. <laughs> I guess it's time to clean everything up. Yeah. The end.
0: So it's funny. Like, I really love this story. And I think about this story when I think of, like, really good Jack Kirby art. Like, this is my this is my pinnacle of Kirby, kind of, this era.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is my favorite. Um, but I also read this and go, I don't know what I have to say about it other than it's a really cool fight, you know? yeah there's not a lot of character substance in these early stories it's more like just a lot of themes of like let's prove that cap's worth being on the avengers kind of right let's show, it's what, let's show what he can do
1: so i i see the return of Cat's america is happening in four phases okay and this is the second of those mm-hmm. phase one was the avengers four mm-hmm. phase two is the beginning of his solo series in suspense Right. we get to phase three and four if we ever get there. Um, but this is, you know, they're trying to bring him back. They're trying to find stuff to do with him because people are asking for him. And let's face it, Captain America is a really cool, dynamic looking character. Um, I think it's really funny that they say Stanley and Jack Kirby are the best qualified creators to a story about him.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. Jack Kirby did Captain America for a year.
0: Uh-huh. A year. Yeah.
1: And while Stan Lee's first story was a Captain America text piece, I don't know that he wrote a lot of Golden Age Captain America. Maybe he did. I don't really know what his career was um, in the Golden Age as far as his credits list goes. But there are a lot of other comics creators who worked on Cap a lot more than Lee and Kirby did.
0: Yeah, but who's better at drawing Captain Kirby? I'll give you that. And he actually. and And we know that Lee will have one of the longest running writing stints on captain america
1: and that goes to another point about this series is that this is the third and final of the three kirby epic marvel runs that i think about at least in the silver age kirby had um fantastic four kirby Mm -hmm. had thor and kirby had captain america and now all three of those are in effect
0: Mm -hmm. um first jarvis
1: first jarvis so I think it's cool
0: that a superhero team has a butler. I don't know. That doesn't happen with a lot of them, as far as I know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Batman has a butler, but the team has a butler.
0: Yeah, like they're, the JLA has an Iron Man on their team. They have Batman who funds everything somehow. Right. But he, he's never given them a butler.
1: Nope. Snapper car doesn't count. Snapper car does not
0: count because Avengers have Rick Jones. So that's the, that's the mayor universe right there. But uh, I like me the Jarvis. I, I kind of felt like I'm surprised this is the first issue. I actually hesitated and doubted myself and looked it up just to make sure I was right about that. Because it feels like we should have seen Jarvis by now. But nope.
1: And it's we not haven't... even in an Avengers issue. No, it's not.
0: So that was weird. I never kind of realized that this was his first appearance.
1: There's an issue of the Mighty Avengers um, around the start of Dark Reign when um, Hank Pym is being the Wasp and... Iron Man and Quicksilver are on the team. And it's, it's a, it's a, it opens up with a magic story about the Scarlet Witch and Wonder Girl and everything else. Anyways, as they're gathering the team, um, Jarvis is there helping the mm-hmm. Avengers gather together. And someone makes it come, forget who it was and exactly how it goes. But, like, if it's the Avengers, Jarvis needs to be there. Jarvis is, like, the one core Avenger who's mm-hmm. been there all along. And I kind of love that.
0: Yeah. He should at least be an honorary member. If he isn't, I'm not sure if right. he is or not. I also love this panel where he's Cap's just standing there. So now we've established that Cap lives here
1: in his uniform.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because he probably doesn't. I don't know if he has anything else, but although he does apparently have picture books that somehow survived, but
1: and, and a name besides Captain America,
0: right? Steve Rogers.
1: I don't. I don't know that we've heard that.
0: Not in the Golden Age, we did, of course, but not here. Right. No, not, no, not since he's come back. Really, as far as I can think of.
1: Yeah, private army, private Steve Rogers was was new information.
0: Yeah, but what I like about that panel of him standing around while Jarvis waits on him and stuff is like there's a couch and a lamp and a piano and it looks like a mansion. It looks like a place you would live. Whereas now, or you know, maybe even ten years from now, I feel like Avengers Mansion looks more like a superhero base mm-hmm. on the inside. And I was thinking the same thing, like Xavier's Mansion too. Right now, kind of looks like a place you would live. And eventually that won't be the case. It's going to be more danger roomy or something.
1: Right, a superhero base, like you said.
0: Yeah. I like that they have a mansion versus I a, do too. a satellite or whatever. A residence. But yeah, a residence.
1: Did you notice that Cats America still has his magnets? Okay, so here's my
0: headcanon. The magnets are what do him in. Because. As he's waiting for the magnets to work and bring his shield back, he gets shot, and then the guy, then the iron monger thing hits him on the head, and he's captured. So it's like I think right there he goes. You know what? I'm getting rid of these magnets. This is not working. Oh, I don't know if that's true. I think we're going to see magnets still, but maybe. I not. like
1: how his shield just like comes out of nowhere on page seven.
0: On page just seven. Give me a
1: second to regain my shield. I feel kind of lost without it. I guess that that's the magnets working mm-hmm. again because the the shield is in the air, but we didn't see him throw it. So I guess his, he turns on his magnets to like, kind of yeah. Thor hammer his shield back to himself.
0: That's probably, like, the one uh, useful purpose for a magnet glove thing. Maybe he should keep it just for that so he can just reach out and have it come to him when he needs it. Right. Um, such a good fight, man. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to expl- explain visuals. If you all have never read this issue, like, I think it's one of, like, Kirby's best fights just choreograph-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really fun. Especially when he escapes the bindings and then, like, there's just all this, like, he's three steps ahead of everybody kind of stuff, you know? I don't know how to explain it. But basically a whole room full of people. And, you know, at some point he's even got, like, five guys on his shield that he's going to, like, throw across the room. And he does an Olay moment.
1: <laughs> that, that was a little silly. Yeah. But because, funny. like, yeah, the the big iron dude, he's like... My using my shield as a matador's cape, I confuse his sense of direction. Yeah, that's not how that's not how bullfighting works. It's, that's well, that's not how human fighting should work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody goes for the shield. They never shoot his legs. So there must be something hypnotic about that shield. Right. If he holds it out, you attack it instead of him. It's um, like in
1: the uh, Superman TV show; they always bounce the bullets off his chest.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's a great fight. It's great art. I think it's a good example of how Cap should fight if he's in a room full of people and he wants to be a one-man army. Um, and then he's kind of funny at the end, like just you know, good thing you guys didn't have to fight Thor as they're all like knocked out around him and right. stuff. And then he says something like, "I didn't used to get tired. I must be getting old." Wah wah.
1: You're not getting old. You're still like twenty, dude.
0: Yeah, it's been in the ice and, for a while. Nor is he tired because that's one of his powers. But yeah, he's just talking. But anyway, so Being other than silly
1: in his old, his
0: yeah. Other than a cool fight, it establishes that Cap lives in the mansion and and that there's a guy named Jarvis. That's about all it does, really.
1: I missed that last bit.
0: I said other than the awesome fight, it just establishes that Cap lives in the mansion and there's a guy named Jarvis.
1: Yeah, that's really all we get out of this. I mean, it's a fun little story. And this is kind of going to be Captain America's note Mm -hmm. for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. We may go through these, even though we were really glad to have them here, we may end up going through these Captain America stories kind of quickly because they're a little thin for a while, but they're they're fun to look at. Yeah. So does that take us to the Avengers number nine?
0: Okay. That's my uh, baby tonight. The only one yeah. I have to do.
1: I forgot to say, all these issues are coming out August 11th.
0: Okay. And did I also say that it's called Males of Suspense? I may be repeating myself at this point.
1: You uh, what... we didn't do Males of Suspense. We did Strange Males.
0: Okay. Well, the... The Letter Pages on Tales of Suspense is Males of Suspense with an don't MAI. Uh, but this is Avengers number nine. Marvel proudly introduces Wonder Man, the newest, most dynamic, surprise character from the world-famous House of Ideas. Have they said that before?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Think
0: the first House of Ideas. House of Ideas, Avengers number nine, first appearance, everybody. Um, it's called the Mighty Avengers. Oh, no, it's not. It's called the coming of the dot, 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 Wonder Man, exclamation point awkward title sensationally written by Stan Lee oh man sometimes I can't read these little tiny prints here I'm getting old superbly illustrated by Don Heck selectively inked by Dick Ayers sufficiently lettered by Art Simek and it starts with Captain America throwing his shield at a giant Baron Zemo
1: Uh,
0: Dr. Zemo Dr. Zemo sorry I'm jumping the head (laughs) While Thor, Iron Man, Giant Man, Wasp, I guess all the Avengers look startled. Well, they're startled because it turns out Dr. Zemo is not even there. He just decided, like, they're all just, like, sitting around reading and stuff. And he just got up and threw his shield at a wall. Because he is just obsessed with Dr. Zemo. To the point where, like... His ice-blocked, thawed brain is, like, having issues with it. Um, then they flash back to the fact that, you know, they don't really know where Dr. Zemo is because Thor took care of them by sending them into a space warp, which, as we all know, leads anywhere, a different city or a different universe. We don't even know. So, anyway, we cut to them in the different universe, and them is Dr. Zemo, Enchantress, and what's-his-face, uh, Execution? Executioner, and... Luckily, the Enchantress has the ability to create a spell that gets them back to reality. I think they go to, like, South America or something like that. Um, And they start planning, like, you know, how are they going to beat the Avengers? we got to beat the Avengers. And and Dr. Zemo's like, I have a cool plan, and I'm the leader because you guys are powerful, but I'm smart. So he sends the Enchantress and the Executioner dressed as humans to a court uh, case where a guy named Simon Williams admits to being guilty of embezzling in, I guess, his own company. So he's going to get arrested or something, but they're like, no, come with us instead. And he's like, well, coming with strangers to South America sounds a lot better than going to jail, so I'll go with you. Um, so we cut to there. I don't know. It's some. There's like some Random like what do the Avengers do when they're off time and that's Iron Man invents things and Thor turns into Donald Blake and Wasp and Hank Pym fight and Cap is Bucky sad. Uh, so then we go back to South America and there's this really cool like, you know, super soldier where uh, setup where Iron, or Simon Williams is in his undies and they're going to inject him with Vita rays or something or no, ion rays. I think I remember correctly. Right. And uh, they watch as he transforms and becomes like super buffed. And he's already handsome, but now he looks like Superman, essentially. And they're like, see, I've transformed him. Test him out. So they shoot guns at him. They bounce off. He's like, here's a really gaudy costume I made for you. You should put it on. Um, Executioner is a little jelly because Enchantress thinks Simon Williams is hot. And she never thinks he's hot. He goes outside. He demonstrates that he uh, can lift trees and punch through rocks, and they gave him these little rocket packs for his hips so he can fly. He uh, takes on the Executioner just for fun and easily destroys him, so that doesn't help the Executioner's overall attitude. Um, so things are looking great until Simon Williams finds out that what they also did was make it so that he needs an antidote every, you know, a few days or something given to him by Dr. Zemo, or he'll die. So guess what? Blackmail time. Now you have to do what I say. So what he says is, uh, pose as a good guy. And Dr. Zemo and Enchantress and Executioner attack like a bank or something. And the Avengers go in to try and stop them. Um, Simon Williams, now posing as Wonder Man, goes in and really beats them up. They escape. The Avengers are like, wow, who are you, cool guy? And he's like, I'm the new Avenger. And Thor's like, indeed, this is a great day. We have a new Avenger. And they just, like, let him in. Cap is kind of suspicious, though, because he does tell them, like, how he got his powers. He says he got his powers by being captured by Dr. Zemo, and Dr. Zemo gave him powers, but I escaped, and now I want to be an Avenger. And Cap's like, that's too easy. There's no way Dr. Zemo would just let you escape. He's the greatest villain of all time. That's why I've never beaten him. Um, so the Enchantress and Dr. Zemo are watching this on TV somehow, or through maybe through Wonder Man's costume or something. And Enchantress casts a spell on Cap to convince him... No, no, you're cool. So he gets enchanted and decides to let them in. Uh, they all find out about this whole, like, you know, if you don't take your medicine, you're going to die thing. And they work, Dr. Pym and Tony Stark all work diligently trying to, like, figure it out. They even rope in the, uh, the team brigade to try and do research and help, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, at some point off camera, Wonder Man... Kidnaps wasp and reconnoiters with dr zemo and crew in south america dr zemo calls the avengers and says i have your wasp so they all kind of just show up separately because they're all doing their own thing um magneto or magneto whoops dr zemo takes out iron man immediately with a big magnet captain america shows up going crazy wild Wonder Man or Thor shows up and Wonder Man immediately like punches him into a hole and then puts a big rock on top of it a boulder on top of it and unfortunately when he punched him he dropped his hammer so the hammer's outside of the hole so we know what's going to happen there after a minute giant man thinks he's cool but he's not and Wonder Man beats him up really good um, Iron Man kind of comes back kicking some butt because you know he's Iron Man and he has some experience fighting and stuff so even though Wonder Man's more powerful Iron Man actually does a pretty good job against him and Iron Man's even thinking stuff like you know I think I could beat him if given enough time so this isn't much of an issue but how come Thor hasn't come out of that hole yet something weird's going on he doesn't have his hammer I wonder if he's okay I better try and get him out um, so he tries to do that and that's when the Enchantress zaps him so now all the Avengers are unconscious and Dr. Zemo's like well Time to kill them. And Wonder Man's like, wait, what? Kill them? Why do you have to kill them? you capture them. You're good. No, no, no. I'm a villain and I hate these guys, so I'm going to kill them. And this is where Simon kind of has a couple thought balloons of of decision making about whether he should let these awesome, seemingly awesome heroes who not only tried to help him with his problems, but like tried to rescue the wasp and stuff like, should I just let them die like this? And he decides he doesn't want to do that. So he breaks the machine that's going to kill them. Um, executioner is glad to try and fight Wonder Man, which, but again, just gets his butt kicked. Uh, Wonder Man pushes the boulder off the hole. Nobody sees that Don Blake's hand comes out of the hole and grabs the hammer. And next thing you know, Thor's there. So he joins in. Captain America wakes up. Iron Man wakes up. Uh, Cap and Thor go after Zemo, but they get pulled away because I can't remember how, but somehow Iron Man knows that Zemo had a booby trap and he, Sure enough, the whole place blows up, um, and they're like, "Woo, thanks for saving us!" But of course, Zemo and crew get away. Then they turn around and see that Wonder Man's on the floor. That's right; he needs the antidote, but he doesn't have it because Zemo's gone, and he's going to die. And they're just like, "Oh man, that really sucks." It turns out you were a hero, even though you betrayed us all. It turns out you were a hero after all. And uh, uh, the end. Sad. He's dead.
1: Wasp had scouted ahead and saw Zemo pull a lever. Oh yeah, that's the Came thing. Back Wasp and pulled, did. Uh, yeah, told Giant Man that so he got them out.
0: Wasp, Wasp did something. That's right.
1: Yes, she did. She did.
0: Off, um, off so, panel. Yeah, off panel. So that's my big theme for this. That I don't like is off panel. For this issue, there's a few off panel things. It's like, what's going okay. on here? What's what's going on here, fellas? Off panel. Why is there a why is there some scene that Wonder Man kidnaps Wasp and takes her to South America, and that's off panel? That seems important. Uh, yeah. And then there's, like, fights that are, like, weirdly drawn. I was trying to remember where they are now. Like, a lot of it's just like, unless you're explained what happens, you don't know what's going on, kind of. And I like Don Heck, but I feel like maybe he was a little rushed on this one or something.
1: Well, this is his first
0: issue. First issue on Avengers, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it makes you wonder if maybe he had less time to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Kirby, I guess now that Kirby is doing the Captain America backups, he is off the Avengers.
0: Yeah, he didn't last very long there, did he?
1: Um, Well, it was bi-monthly for uh, for a while, so he was on there for a little over a year. Okay. But yeah, not super long.
0: Only nine issues, eight issues. Mm Mm-hmm. That seems, I I would assume longer for some reason.
1: Yeah, when you think about Kirby on the Avengers, you think about it being like this, this, you know, important Mm -hmm. starting thing. He's on the X-Men for longer, I think. Okay. I think he's on the X-Men to like 13. I guess Um, he
0: he likes his Thor and Cap and going to stick with that.
1: Yeah, Kirby, Fantastic Four, Thor, oh, Captain yeah. America, those are his things.
0: Fantastic Four, big time, yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah.
0: I, so, Wonder Man, do you like Wonder Man? Do you have any Wonder Man love or anything?
1: Uh, well, I I like all the Wonder Man I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I have not read a lot of Wonder Man. I was, I, go ahead. And I love ideas that I know about him, like his connection with the Beast during the Bronze Age Avengers. I really want to read some of that, because... Mm-hmm. They were good friends. Um, I like that he's disenchanted with being a superhero. So, like, a lot of his stories are, like, does he actually even want to be doing this and getting drawn back into it? Mm -hmm. Um, When I first saw Wonder Man, so the Wonder Man that kind of exists in my head is, like, the black muscle shirt with the big red W on it and the red fiery eyes. Yeah. That's, like, you know, early 90s Wonder Man. That's, like,
0: West Coast Avengers Wonder Man.
1: Right. So, I get to this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little gaudier, isn't it?
1: I have always kind of hated this costume. Yes. I remember, I remember last time I read this issue, I kind of felt like it was growing on me, but I read it this time and I was like, nope, I do not like that costume.
0: This costume sucks. I think his next one is that red leather jacket sunglasses look, which I hate
1: also. Oh, I see. I kind of love that. Like I the think aviator that is, look? Yeah. He, he seems like a, I don't know, like a 1970s cool guy or something.
0: Yeah. I like the one you were describing first where he's wearing like the black tank top with just the big red W. Mhm. That's the best look for him. It's just simple. That's my
1: favorite Wonder Man look, yeah.
0: Um but what do you do you like um Superman archetypes cuz he's obviously that on some okay, level. Okay, talk about that. Well, I mean, he's a dark-haired tall person who's bulletproof and can uproot trees and his name is Wonder Man instead of Superman, you know. He seems uh, like a Superman guy to me. Like they were well, trying to make a Superman.
1: Okay, yeah. Um I hadn't even thought about that. He, he can fly, although he never uh, uses it except for in the testing scene.
0: Well, eventually he can fly under his own power too, but that's way down the line. Yeah. Um,
1: cause that's another real weird thing about wonder man is that like after this issue, I mean, he's just a one-off, he's just a one-off Avengers villain until like a hundred issues later.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was a big fan of not only, I liked West coast Avengers with John Byrne and that he was the muscle on that team. Um, but he he also had his own series in the 90s by Fabian Nicieza and Jeff Johnson. i Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that name. It was I loved that series. It was only 25 issues sadly. It got canceled I think, but that was like his own book where it's all about him and his stunt career and his good stuff. So I'm a I'm a fan, I'm a fan was, of Wonder Man.
1: That series was going when I read or you know my my early '90s Spider-Man collecting. Mm-hmm. I think Wonder was on the show, so I, I had a concept of Wonder Man as being an important Avenger.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's true. I don't even know like if he did a top 100 Avengers, what he would make on that list. But I think he's cool. I like him. Yeah.
1: Don't he and uh, Don't he and Carol have a relationship down the road? Carol Danvers. Uh,
0: he wants Scarlet Witch real bad, so that's another reason you should be interested in him.
1: Uh, maybe it's Scarlet Witch that I'm thinking of. Because
0: remember, he has. Or vision has his brain engrams, so that's why the vision oh, is right. attracted to Scarlet Witch. Because Wonder Man is attracted to Scarlet Witch, and she picked. As like during
1: the Brian Reed, uh, the, the Brian Reed Ms. Marvel series, I thought Wonder Man came into that. Some
0: maybe, but I mean, I'm not. I don't know everything don't know. about him, but, but yeah,
1: I do remember the stuff with her and uh, her and Scarlet Witch during the '70s.
0: Yeah, they date actually in the Busick uh, era. I think when he comes back. Oh. So at some point, I mean, spoilers, at some point it turns out he's not just a Superman. He's actually just made of ion energy. So, like, technically he doesn't even have to look the way he looks eventually. He just figures out that that's how he can suddenly fly and stuff because it's not about a physical form anymore, kind of. And then right after he figures that out in issue number 25 of Wonder Man that I really loved, then he stars in another book called, like, frick, I can't remember. It's like an Avengers is a very '90s like gun-heavy book, and like he dies on the first issue, seemingly, and then Kurt Busiek brings him back because Scarlet Witch uses her hex power to like form him back because he's energy, right? Right. So yeah, he's not like a he's not like a person, person or something. I don't know. Whatever Doctor what Zemo did to him. The
1: energy thing is a result of the resurrection process because I mean, when he dies, he has a body,
0: right? But he comes back.
1: He does come back, but for a while he is a dead body on a slab. I remember that in the right. Thomas run.
0: Right, right, right. But maybe, um, maybe retconning that he never really is dead. He just thought he was dead, or he just was, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see how all that plays out. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, here is another thing: is that like, how did Wonder Man even ever manage to come back? Because there are three Avengers writers over the course of like ten years that do occasionally really spread out seeds of bringing Wonder Man back. And each one builds on the previous story from a long-ass time before Hmm. until he's finally all the way back in the Jerry Conway run around issue 156 or something like that. I don't know exactly when.
0: Well, I could see people wanting to revisit him because I think this story is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And, I you know, it's not often you get a villain who's not just an outright villain and actually... Dies also. You don't get a character that dies very often.
1: Yeah, his his major crime is committed before this issue, and that is he stole from Tony Stark because Tony Stark is a corporate mogul who stole his invention ideas.
0: It says Tony Stark's latest inventions made your patents worthless, so you stole to keep yourself from bankruptcy. He stole. It says he embezzled. I guess that means he stole from himself. Okay, I don't
1: maybe uh, I'm being so so. His patents were like the technology that came out for five minutes, but then was made worthless by the next cool thing that came along.
0: Mm-hmm. he He's the Betamax of, uh, you yeah, know, or the, the, or the
1: uh, Blu-ray uh,
0: versus uh, high definition or
1: the eight tracks.
0: Yeah. Or that. Yeah.
1: Uh, so he started embezzling funds to, to make things go. He never wants to commit murder in the no? first scene where Zemo and the enchantress are talking to him. It's not even clear that he's like on board. They're like accosting. And he's like, okay, now what? The fact he, that they even get into yeah. South America is kind of weird.
0: He admits to his guilt, by the way, too, according to the newspaper headline. So, mm-hmm. even though he did wrong, he's trying to own up to it. Yeah, he didn't have. So he's to not do that. the
1: best guy, but he's not into being bad to be bad.
0: He's a very. He comes from a Marvel tradition of of bad gone good because they like to do those kind of characters. Sometimes we've had Hawkeye, who we're going to find goes good at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. Black
0: Widow, and now we got Simon Williams.
1: Um Okay, we should talk about Captain America.
0: He be crazy.
1: He goes from from Bucky sad to Zemo mad in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy.
0: My only head canon is that he's still unthawing or something. Like these early issues are just him being very earnest about a lot of things.
1: I seem to remember that being a retcon that, like, during one of the Captain America miniseries that you and I read when we were thinking about doing a Captain America show after that Captain America show. Maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it was Bailey or Weed or something. Anyways, read a lot of Captain America. And I remember reading a miniseries where he sort of, like, remembered a lot of this era. Uh And I think he talked about how, like, his days with the Avengers were really kind of hazy.
0: And I'm fine with that. I'm down with that. Like, even, you know, that great uh, story by Brewbreaker that they used for the MCU, like – he just randomly changes history in Cap's mind, and there's no real explanation for it. And we're all just like, yep, that's Cap, because he just remembers things different all the time. So I'm, I'm cool with the idea of, like, you know, him just being weird, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, we get Iron Man continuity on uh-huh. page 5 Yep. Where he's, uh, the story we just read is influencing this story, so I'm glad that, you know, the Marvel reading order had them in this order, because it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually one of the maybe first times that, like... Having them in the order that the reading order said was, like, important within the same week. Right. Um, Henry Pym has said a few times, I hope she knows how I feel. I hope she knows that I will dash dash. She knows.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: then there's stuff like this. You haven't taken me dancing in weeks, Henry Pym. How did I ever get stuck with you? Why didn't you go team up with Fred Astaire? Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't like dancing.
0: Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't like her bothering him when he's in his zone.
1: Yeah, that's a little less sympathetic. (laughs) And also,
0: like, oh, no, never mind. This is before that. I was going to say, isn't he trying to cure Simon right now? This is a bad time to go dancing. But no, never mind. That's later. He's just doing who knows what right now.
1: Science. Science. Um, Poor executioner. He Mm -hmm. is suffering the misery of not being pretty when the woman he likes sees a pretty man.
0: I'm so suspicious of Enchantress, I don't even believe necessarily that just because she calls Wonder Man handsome that she cares.
1: You think she's just, like, on all the time? It's it's like,
0: like we need him to do what we want, so let's butter him up.
1: Oh, you're probably so right.
0: I don't know. The executioner
1: hasn't twigged to that fact. It's like, the way she looks at him. She has never looked at me like that.
0: Yeah. This is a horrible costume, man. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm looking at this page where it's like a montage of all his awesome powers. And it's like, he just does not look cool
1: oh enchantress is being sarcastic oh yeah how handsome you look almost like an immortal of Asgard yeah yeah
0: but he's and like the way she looks at him she has never looked at me like that so
1: she's she like must, up she must be doing something yeah um, Zemo is all about creating something powerful but then having to figure out how to control it mm-hmm so he has the uh, the, the, the the poison in Simon's system and Simon's like I didn't even I didn't ask I did not even ask to sign up for this and now I am beholden to you
0: I like that I like that they're all talking about him and he's just standing there's like easy the same ionic rays which will which power him will also kill him within a week and Simon's like wait what
1: (laughs) wait wait what did you just say (laughs) are you guys talking
0: about me because no Um,
1: I did not ask to be killed
0: I wish there was a sentence like that explain why he doesn't just do this again and again but but uh, you know that's '60s Marvel for you, I guess. Yeah. Why not create twenty Wonder Men or whatever if it's that easy? It seems to
1: be just that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, page thirteen, Catch America is like totally not believing Wonder Man, mm-hmm. and then to everyone else's perspective, he just like makes up an excuse mm-hmm. and totally changes opinion, and no one else is like, "Wait a second, what? What was that, Cap?" What you say? Right. It's like
0: also oh, that's why you saw us. You're dying from a rare disease because like he hears enchantress tell him that.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, that that that's right. <laughs> yeah, I
0: thought mean, it was interesting that his lie was as close to the truth as possible. That's kind of a good move, maybe.
1: Yeah, it was a good move
0: because he could have just it, said like, you know, I'm from the last planet of of Krypton or something, and yeah, but he didn't.
1: He did not. Hey, you hey, remember the Teen Brigade?
0: He barely they barely do too
1: yeah they're in one panel
0: and it's weird oh why are yeah I don't know team brigade are like the, the onus on them to do things is just is, is very high because it's like hey why don't you teenagers go study some medical books at the library and figure out how to cure wonder man
1: right
0: I mean we got Tony and Pim on this but you guys do it or
1: what if what if they just gave them something to do to keep them busy <laughs>
0: Yeah, what can we do, guys? I don't know. Go to the library.
1: Because Rick Jones is annoying sometimes. Yeah,
0: he's not even in that panel,
1: as far as I know. And he's not in the Hulk yet either. He's Where is Rick Jones? What is he doing? Is
0: he. What is he doing?
1: He's dressing up as Bucky inappropriately. hmm That was just last issue, right? That he put on the Bucky costume? Yeah, I think that was just last issue.
0: Pretty recently, I don't know. We take so long to get to the next issue, I can't figure it out. Um Yeah, so this is where I don't know, like the fight was cool. I actually liked Maybe I'm getting a little tired of, of Thor turning back into Donald Blake. But in this situation, it was kind of cool. Like, he's stuck under this rock.
1: <laughs> hmm
0: So he's not unconscious or anything. He just dropped his hammer. And there's, like, this whole business of trying to get him out of the rock. I don't know. I kind of find that dramatic.
1: I feel like he should have been able to, like, pound the rock off within the 60 seconds. But, you know, what else? Right. Maybe it was
0: just so deep he couldn't reach. But then Donald Blake reaches just fine. So I don't know. Right. Maybe he got knocked out. It says he didn't, it didn't even hurt him, but his eyes are closed. So maybe he got knocked out. Cause that was, about, that was a big Superman punch to the face.
1: That was a really big Superman punch to the face. And he is, yeah, I bet you he should not have been talking there. He got knocked out.
0: So the, even though the blow can harm, cannot, what does it say? Though not even such a blow can harm the mighty immortal, it does throw him off balance. It's like, ah, eh, I think the art suggests that he's just out.
1: Mm-hmm. That would have been cooler. Someone knocked out door. And, and he has been hurt by punches. I mean sure. he gets knocked about. Um, okay, so Jan is captured. Mm-hmm. She is damsel in distress in this, which is very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You're right that it's done completely off panel. Like, okay, here's the thing. The Avengers live in New York City. And then we say a few days later, in South America.
0: <laughs> yeah. How is, is he traveling like, that fast and that far?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to infiltrate the New York City team, why are they asking you to report in person to South America? Now, what we find out is that he brought the Wasp with him. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. But yeah, it's, it's how did he get there?
0: Maybe he flew and it's really fast jet rockets. I mean, Iron Man gets there in one panel. Um but also, I don't like that the Avengers get a, a call that says, we've got your woman hostage, and they all just independently go. I think they should have joined up and came up with a plan or something. Mm-hmm. That was kind of weird.
1: Yeah, you're right. They just Thor says, Captain America and Giant Man have left earlier by chartered jet. I could make a better time traveling on the wings of the storm.
0: Okay, so Cap, I didn't even realize that. Cap and Giant Man get on a plane. Iron Man flies by boot, and Thor flies.
1: Iron Man hijacks a jet, too.
0: Oh, okay. And Thor just flies there because he's fast.
1: Yeah, we've talked before how about that's not very likely, but okay.
0: Yeah, that's a long trip.
1: But they all—they'd all do separately make it there. They—I mean, that's why they have the mansion, right? They have a base. Mm -hmm. Everyone meet. They don't have quinjets yet.
0: They need a quinjet for sure. That's what they're missing.
1: And and their helicopter got smashed. Mm Hmm. Um. So we don't talk about the physical comics that much, just the stories. But it's worth pointing out that all or at least some of the copies of this issue were really very badly aligned in the printing process. Oh, yeah. The colors are really out of whack on a lot of pages. And, you know, you get used to it. You're reading along. Your eyes just kind of forget the fact that the colors are always there. But then you turn the page to something like page 16, where Mm -hmm. everything's lined up again. And I showed that to my daughter. She's like, that's me putting on my glasses. That's what that feels like. (laughs) I actually
0: was really thrown off by pages two and three in particular were bad um, yeah, to really where bad. to where i went out of my way to like find a digital copy because those are always recolored uh uh-huh. and i just couldn't read this so like cap cap's mask is so far off that like his flesh face is blue and the enchantress does that spell panel and it's like i can't even like her whole body is the color of the spell it's kind of weird
1: yeah yeah the spell is so crazy that it throws her her colors off completely
0: so I mean, it's, I guess um, I didn't know that was an epidemic of like the entire all all the issues of number nine. I guess, yeah.
1: Well, I assume it would be because mm-hmm. it's the same plates and the and the papers are all lined up the same way. So mm-hmm. um, I guess this one could have been out of alignment, but I feel like well, it'd be a if, printing production issue.
0: If yours is and mine is, then yeah, probably they all are.
1: Um, and speaking of things that we don't talk about very much, um. I only mention this from time to time because I don't want to beat a dead horse, but page 17, panel 1. Giant says, I forgot how fast he is, but my oversized muscles can't be stopped by one such blow as he falls over. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, when you're oversized like that, I'm less concerned about your muscles and more concerned about your twig-like bones snapping under all this extra weight. Yeah. But.
0: It's so funny that he thinks he's a powerhouse because he's not. mm uh-uh. Especially when he's on yeah. the team with Thor. Like, Come on, stop it. I actually enjoyed Wonder Man trashing him.
1: Yeah, that was good. Iron Man saw Thor's hammer. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's Thor doing? Why is he not getting his hammer and joining the fight? Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if this is maybe Tony's first inkling that Thor has something else going on, maybe a mortal counterpart.
0: Mm -hmm. Because last time Thor... There's no reason to
1: think that the God of Thunder is a person.
0: Last time Thor had an inkling that something's wrong with Tony's heart... And now we get a swap, and Iron Man's wondering what's going on with Thor,
1: and knowing that they're the first two to figure each other's identities out, I just think it's like neat to see. Yeah, you know, little little buildups, unintentional of course, but buildups to that.
0: I like Tony's or or, or Thor or blah, 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 Iron Man's um, showing in this fight too, because he does better than all the rest of them, really. Um, which I thought was cool because he knows what he's doing until he, you know, he does. doesn't until the Enchantress. The Enchantress only gets him because he stops to try and help Thor. If he would have just kept fighting, he would have been all right. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I like Simon Williams' Darth Vader moment. I think that's a good ending, the deciding to be a hero or a villain. Sacrifice yourself.
1: It is definitely a good moment for Simon. Uh Um, He, he, you know, did not want to be a bad guy. He did not want to kill them. He gave his life to save them. He knew he was going to die anyway.
0: Uh Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have to die. If he kept working for Zemo, theoretically, he could have kept getting an antidote unless Zemo's going to betray him or something.
1: Well, yeah, but then he'd have to, like, you know, kill people.
0: Right. So he chose... Like if, he's, if he's
1: not going to do it... Right.
0: Chose to, be, to just die instead of be blackmailed. If he's male. not
1: going to work for Zemo, he's going to die anyway. So he might as well give his life to save some other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my last note is super cute. Page 20, at the bottom, Hank and Jan... Are having a little moment in the background, in the shadows. Oh wow! I didn't even notice that. I've never noticed that in the four, twenty times I've read this. That is so cool. Time. Why are they having a moment? Did they just? Oh, because they just woke up. Yeah. yeah. Giant Man just recovered consciousness. They because Janet's been tied up. They just rescued Janet. Mm. So, oh, that's
0: right. Um, that's why they were there. I forgot about her.
1: Yeah. So the lovers are hugging.
0: Mm-hmm. God, even when she's a and that's a kidnapped victim, I forget about her. <laughs> like that's the whole reason they're there. And we don't even see her, like, saying, rescue me or anything.
1: But that was Wonder Man. He's, um, he's basically done. F- I mean, unless our podcast goes for years, that's, that's Wonder Man.
0: We'll have that April Fool's episode where we skip to the 90s. Right. <laughs> Say, we're sick of all the 60s baloney. We're going to the 90s. And the letter page is called All About the Avengers. That's not very clever. It's no. okay. It's all right, though.
1: All About the Avenge males <laughs> and females.
0: That would have been kind of ouchy, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Way to make things worse, John. (laughs) Okay, so do I have the Fantastic Four?
0: Fantastic Four. 32. (laughs) We've done
1: 32 of these. 32. Death of a hero. Who? Who? Who is the Invincible Man? You are not likely to read a tale like this ever again. Truly, it is a Marvel masterwork of most compelling Excellence. Never before such daring drama. Such raw realism. And uh, this story is entitled Death of a Hero. The fabulous Fantastic Four experience a great tragedy. Story by Stan Lee, who has never been more dramatic. Illustrations by Jack Kirby, who has never been more thrilling. Inking by Sheikstone, Stone, who has never been more realistic. Lettering by S. Rosen, who has never been more than an hour late. Hmm. Introducing the surprise villain of the season, deadly, mysterious, the Invincible Man. Can you guess who he is? Yes. Okay, so remember, like, early on in the show, whenever we were doing, like, brief synopses? Uh Uh-huh. I feel like I can hit this story pretty briefly. Okay. Okay. Challenge. Reed Richards does a test to bring Ben uh, Grimm, or turn the thing back into Ben Grimm, it works, but he loses his memory, so he has to turn him back. A lightning bolt comes out of space, hits a volcano and a mysterious shadowy form, comes out of the volcano and flies away. Um, <laughs> Susan and Johnny uh-huh. want to go visit their dad, but their dad is acting strangely. Dad turns invisible, busts out of prison, starts harrowing the world. The Fantastic Four go up against him and they lose Reed Richards is upset because he was trying to get the team to do stuff they wouldn't do. So he starts telling him off, says, we've got to go back up against your dad because it's not your dad. I know who it is. Meanwhile, the dad who's shrouded himself and is calling himself the Invincible Man somehow has all the powers of the Fantastic Four. He can turn it visible. He can turn other stuff invisible. He can fly. He is strong. He can stretch. And Reed Richards has realized this isn't Franklin Storm. And so he goes out and he grabs a um, what's I forget. What it, it disrupts radio waves. Mm-hmm. So he brings the radio wave disruptor over to the Invincible Man and says, all right, I'm about to cut off your power flow with this radio wave disruptor unless you bring Franklin Storm back. Because turns out Franklin Storm has been captive and this is an imposter. So they do that. The Invincible Man disappears. Franklin Storm shows up. Um, lying prostrate on the ground he looks up and says get back get back everyone there's an explosion under his body which kills him or at least you know mortally wounds him and um the story ends with him in the hospital bed saying you know kids i left you i didn't treat you right um i love you very much don't cry for me argentina because i'm going to go see your mom in heaven the end that's it so I feel like I hit the high points, but there are a couple kind of cool things that I skipped over that I realized after the fact. But we can talk about as we go along.
0: This is a mixed bag for me. I like, a, I like some of it and I don't like some of it. I don't know. Okay. Like, I, I kind of don't like how easy it is for the scrolls to just do stuff to us. And I don't like how they care about us that much when they're so far away.
1: I never said that. The Invincible is actually the Super scroll. That's how he had all their powers. I never actually said that. Super Scroll, wow. yeah, revived by the Scrolls from afar, and he uh, turned himself into Franklin Storm with his shape shifting powers.
0: Maybe I just can't remember why the Scrolls care so much about the Fantastic Four. Uh, do we have a reason? Oh, because they they were thwarted in the second issue or something.
1: Yeah. So second issue, they were fought up by the Fantastic Four, one of them the Super Scroll. Yeah, one of them escaped. He's out there being a senator somewhere. Um, Super Scroll was an effort to get revenge uh-huh. by making him have all the powers,
0: and then he got beaten and put in a cave, a volcano. Volcano theoretically doesn't need food or water or anything because he's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, let's zap him and free him, and then let's steal their dad. Even though, why do we even know who his, their dad is? And okay,
1: from from this point on, is the Super Scroll acting under orders or acting on his own?
0: Well, no. They're. It seems like they're doing it all. Like they freed him. They freed him. And they take the dad. Or do you think the super scroll sends the dad away?
1: Oh, they do take something. Somehow they do take the dad. Um. No, they take him because their beam
0: comes from out of nowhere and takes him. So he's not shooting. Scroll isn't shooting him. Okay. They take him. They snatch him, and then Reed has to like negotiate a return. It's just like a long distance for this weirdness to be going on. I guess that's the part I don't like that much. But,
1: so he succeeds in at least temporarily discrediting the Fantastic Four. Was that part of his plan?
0: Yeah. See, like the scrolls really know a lot about what's going on on this planet. I guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the dad and the popularity and yeah, why well, they have a lot of why, TV? Why, why did he fake being? Oh, he faked being the dad because that way they wouldn't beat him.
1: Franklin Storm.
0: That way they wouldn't, they wouldn't go full out on him because he's related, which is true. They didn't.
1: Oh, you're right. Okay. That, that makes sense. It seems like a Rube Goldberg way to go about doing this. <laughs> he fakes out being the dad and then puts on a costume to even hide the fact that he is the dad. Like, I would have left the dad face open to keep on throwing off psychologically, throwing off Sue and Johnny.
0: Or, hey, pose as their dad and be nice until it's there's that too. until it's time to not be nice and then stab them in the back but instead he like full out goes i'm your dad but i am evil and i'm escaping prison and i'm becoming evil man and it's like well then that really didn't help you much being their dad did it except for the part where they didn't work together
1: which they is knew we could defeat them in a fair fight but they gambled on convincing us that he was your father to divide right. us and weaken us right when i contacted them they knew the game was up right And then from then, it was a last-ditch Hail Mary murder attempt.
0: I guess it's just a lot of uh, off-panel decision-making going on that just seems kind of silly. So that's the part I don't like all that much. Mm -hmm. I I had no idea who Invincible Man was. I sort of assumed he was nobody because I'd never heard of the Invincible Man before. Right. You'd think he'd be a reoccurring character if he was an actual character. Um, So that part was kind of interesting. I didn't know it was the Super Scroll for about the first... I don't know quarter of the book. I think as soon as he shape changed to the dad, or he was stretched into the prison, I was pretty certain who it was at that point.
1: Because he's reed stretching, but he also has a scroll head.
0: That and he he was Human Torch five seconds ago, so right. It's like, well, who could this be? Come on, but
1: and then he sh- yeah, that that page basically gives you enough to put it together.
0: Yeah, I kind of wish they had figured out a way to not put it together as easy because I I was genuinely interested in who this dude was because it it very dramatically introduces him like this – because I forgot he was in a volcano. So this volcano explodes. This guy comes out. He's kind of green and he's in shadow and he bursts into flames and flies away. I guess right there I should have known who it was, but I wasn't thinking that.
1: I think that the entirety of page seven was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, they a, shouldn't have told a us. A mistake in storytelling. They should not have told us. You know, there's there's kind of a guideline, not an absolute rule, but just kind of a guideline in storytelling that your readers should not know more than your protagonists. Mm-hmm. And if they're if 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 you're going to keep something from your protagonist, you need to use that in the drama somehow. And this doesn't. Like we know that Dad is a is a is a replacement. During the entire story, while the team is agonizing over fighting the dad, mm-hmm. if we didn't know dad had been replaced, then we'd be agonizing over them fighting the dad because we wouldn't know why he was the dad and why why the dad was going crazy.
0: They did the so same it, same thing in Tales of Suspense fifty eight. They let us know that evil Cap was evil. They didn't have to do that.
1: Yeah, could yeah, have there had was us that guessing. one panel where right. that one panel where he was like. Arr-r-r-r-r. It's all going to
0: plan. It's like if you take that panel out, we'd be confused as to why there's two caps we are seemingly
1: cool. Because it was a really good ruse. Yeah. Camelian had a really good ruse there. He had a really good cover so,
0: story. So Stan keeps undercutting himself, I guess, with these. A bit. A bit. We have another thing turning to grim in the same month. Like, I feel like we haven't had this in a long time, and now we're getting two of them.
1: I almost wonder if, like, Reed was inspired by the Torch events mm. to, like, revive his research and try something new.
0: What's weird is it doesn't go anywhere. And then I started thinking, like, they never do, do they? Like, I feel like nowadays this would be the story. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every time we've had a let's try this drug thing, it's just a way to fill a couple pages and then they don't address it again, which is kind of weird because it seems important. Yeah. It doesn't, in,
1: oh, it, yeah. In the overall shape of Fantastic Four history – him turning into Ben as a part of you know the, the things that happen, but like these are just little. They're basically just plot points. They don't they mm-hmm. don't mean anything.
0: I guess it's good to know that Reed is still trying because if he does, yeah. if we don't see that, then we assume that he stopped. But and it doesn't work. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, because he loses his memory when he's Ben Grimm, so they they turn him back.
1: Yeah, and Alicia shows up right during that time, and yeah. he doesn't know her, and she's freaking out.
0: What do you think of page three? I think this is the first time this has happened, but they're going to do it more. This use of, like, photographs to yeah. to represent space in the
1: art. Shortcut or cool? Um, I love the experimental act- I'm sorry. I was just going to say, do you think of
0: it as a shortcut that's lame, or do you think it's
1: cool? I like the experimental nature of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the effect holds up well over time.
0: I agree. Seems weird and dark.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just reading the first appearance of Ego, the living planet, in Thor. Uh And his first appearance is another photo collage with a drawn face inserted into the middle. And it's, it's, again, in the 60s, I'm sure it was a lot more impressive than it is now. I don't think the experiment holds up well over time.
0: I think if they had drawn it, they could make space or Ego's face look more fantastical Mm -hmm. than being limited to these wherever they're getting these pictures. It looks like newsprint or something. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah,
1: like like from an encyclopedia, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about this before, how the scrolls come from the fifth quadrant. Uh-huh. So I asked Lily. I said, so if, if a quadrant means you divide it into four, mm-hmm. then how do the scrolls live in the fifth quadrant of the Andromeda Galaxy? You know what she said? What? She said, it's disguised as a quadrant, but it's really just a scroll. <laughs>
0: Well, okay.
1: <laughs> sure. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I like it. Origin stories.
0: Origin stories. Okay. You talking about the dad? Yeah. Yeah, we hey, get to see a little baby, uh, not baby, but like children, Sue and Johnny and their parents. Right. So how old do you think they are there? <sighs>
1: Teenager
0: and 10, 11, maybe.
1: Okay, so in modern day, he's, what, 17, 16? Mm-hmm. And she's, what do we say, about 10 years older, like 25? Uh-huh. Not okay. here. Not th- that age gap is not represented in the artwork for their youth.
0: This does not fix our read-as-a-perv solution that we came up with. No. Remember we had it so that she was just, like, way older than him? Mm-hmm. And then it was working for us, the numbers. But this ruins that kind of because they look like they're like three years apart.
1: Johnny looks like he's five years younger. Susan looks like she's 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, this is still before they met Reed, though. Because remember last issue, Reed said that he thought they were orphans.
0: Yeah, but I think I can't remember all the details now. But I thought our theory was that she was like a pre-war baby and Johnny was a post-war baby. And that's why like there's such a discrepancy in their age. And it's okay for Reed to be into his neighbor when now if we go by these ages then she's a child when reads into her kind of yeah anyway we can't fix it we cannot so it's cool to get all this backstory about how they grew up kind of but they don't really tell us how they grew up still because they talk more about the dad and his downfall and they don't they don't tell us who raised them
1: Yeah, I was kind of curious, during this whole, like, you know, distraught gambling phase. Right. Was he still their dad, or had he, like, left them and abandoned them?
0: It's funny, because he, like, it seemingly leaves them and abandons them, becomes an alcoholic, and he's in Vegas. But then, like, he gets in a fight because my children need me. Right. With the guy he owes money to. So, it's like, which is it, buddy? Where are they right now? I don't know. Was he barely holding it together, and they didn't know? Did Johnny not know? Because he thinks his dad's dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, when did he learn this? Because he seems old enough to understand what's going on. I don't well, know. Well, it's a
1: good thing that Susan Storm is telling the backstory. Dude, is this the first time Johnny's heard all of this? Yes. I imagine so. Is that why he looks so, so down on, on, on the bottom of the page?
0: They they really miss some dramatic opportunities here because Johnny could be really mad at his sister. Yeah. Or, or the dad. He's like so into the dad. Like, oh, dad, you finally came back. I love you. I'm your favorite son. But really, he's never had a dad. So Not since he was... 5 slash 10. And he thought he was dead the whole time. So there could be anger, but they don't do—they don't go that way, I guess.
1: They don't. Um, the public turns against Fantastic Four, so at least we know that Spider-Man is not the only prey of a fickle fandom.
0: No, they're finding out that it works in Spider-Man, so they're applying it to other characters, I guess. It is a little, like, crazy. Like, oh, you let him get
1: away because...
0: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It- they mentioned the Avengers, mm-hmm. just like they would mention the Torch in comparison to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm.
0: I think they also know that the dad is the impossible man. Do they know that? Not impossible man. Invincible man. Invincible man. I think they do. It says, yeah, that's the name. The fugitive Dr. Storm called himself according to the radio report. It's on page 11. So they know. So now they're accusing Fantastic Four of letting him off easy because that's their dad. Right. right? Which, by the way, they did because that's what pisses off Reed is that Sue literally throws thing in into – reed to stop him from stopping the invincible man
1: yeah like okay so i don't think that reed necessarily handles the situation well but i do kind of sympathize with his position Mm -hmm. there's been there's been a lot of belly aching over team leadership Mm -hmm. it's relatively recent that they decided that reed richards would in fact be the leader and when it comes right down to it here they don't follow him and he's kind of pissed
0: yeah, I was on board with him being mad, too. I think maybe he should have explained himself better. Like, yeah, the
1: little tidbit about the Invincible Man is not your father would have been helpful.
0: It would have, but it that's just how they make drama on these things. But I, right. I, I was in support of him being annoyed because he just had his team, like, you know, throw themselves at each other. That's not cool. And,
1: and Sue's like, but how could you have guessed? There were no clues. There were so many clues, Susan. And
0: And, and Susan also, Reed is not prone to murdering people. Right. So do you really have to be that concerned about your dad? Can't you let Reed knock him out and then deal with it? Why do you have to right. let him escape? That's kind of weird. He's clearly a bad guy right now.
1: I did like the, uh, the Daniel Um His little dying speech is a bit clunky in one spot or two spots. Like, I don't think we needed the I've regained my pride line uh-huh. as an example, but – I did think it succeeded in being a pretty poignant ending.
0: It did. I, you know, we can't get it what I want, but I kind of wish characters like this would last a little longer. We just learned about him last issue Mm -hmm. and now he's dead already. Like it would have been sadder if they had got to know their dad again and love their dad, then kill him. Ooh, that's drama.
1: Yeah. I think it, yeah. I don't think they're ready to do stories like that yet. No um
0: it was still sad though
1: yeah they brought the dad back for the story uh-huh. they did not bring him back for the subplot
0: right yeah
1: but even just like five years from now that'll be
0: <laughs> the thing has a handkerchief that's just amusing i just noticed that right now
1: oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh thing you're funny or ben he's funny
1: do you think his eyes leak rocks
0: good question i don't know does he have spit and stuff who knows Those are questions we don't need answering, I guess.
1: Probably not. All right. Well, that one went a little longer. Yeah, a little bit.
0: And it's not done because guess what we have to do?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Now it's the fun.
1: Time for uh, most favorite and least favorite of August 1964.
0: Hot dang. Least favorite, Monsters to Laugh With, number two.
1: (laughs) I'm going to cheat. No. (laughs) So uh, you want to run down or should I? Uh,
0: I could do it. I got – I'm just going to go in alphabetical order just to be weird. I got Amazing Spider-Man number 18 where he calls it quits. Avengers number nine, which we just did tonight for first appearance of Wonder Man. Uh, Daredevil number four, first appearance of the Purple Man. Fantastic Four 32, which we literally just did right now. Journey into Mystery number 109 where a god faces a mutant master, Magneto. Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos having to deal with Captain Flint, the uptight Captain Flint. Strange Tales number 126, where Human Torch fights uh, 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 Puppet Master and whatever the frick his name is, Master Planner, Brain Guy? Mad mad, mad Thinker. Mad Thinker, and Doctor Strange fights Dormammu for the first time. Tales of Suspense number 59, where Cap and Iron Man start sharing a book. Tales to Astonish number 61. Where Hulk fights that robot for the second time, and Giant Man fights a big purple android that was made by Egghead, and
1: that's it. Okay. Wow. I got my least favorite. So, my impulse, my instinct is to give. I'm sorry, I know. Can I say that again? I was going to say, I have my least favorite, but you go ahead. I think my instinct is to give it to Giant Man. The least favorite? Yeah. No, my most favorite, Freak Show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you heard it here first folks that's his favorite
1: (laughs) no um yeah i'm trying to remember if there was anything else about this issue
0: okay so this is this is a weird territory here because you're gonna pick a story in a book you're not gonna say astonish number 61 you're saying giant man
1: Right, because you like. I have the spreadsheet set up. I had the spreadsheet set up by character, not by title. So,
0: because I was going to pick a favorite, but that favorite is a book that's split down the middle. So it's like, who am I really picking?
1: Oh,
0: I didn't think about that. So that's weird. Okay, keep going. Now I have to think more.
1: Okay, okay. Um, well, actually, I need to make a couple of codes here because I don't have a code for um, Captain America. So Captain America is going to be that. Um, all right, so I think my worst is going to go to Giant Man slash Ant-Man. Okay. And this is August, so there's that. And my favorite, I mean, there were some good stories this month. Most Daredevil of them. Daredevil 4 was good. Avengers 9 was good. Uh, Tales of Suspense, both stories were good, although I like the Iron Man one more. Um, Hulk was pretty decent. Uh, Doctor Strange is the best it's ever been.
0: Thor was good. Or did you say good. that all that? Yeah, because... I. I fighting magneto that's awesome
1: yeah i seem to remember having middling thoughts on that not that it was low but it just wasn't that wasn't great um i could be wrong though but i mean amazing spider-man 18 yeah i can't it's it's my favorite trilogy the entire run of the series i can't not choose it i might not choose the third part because it's the least of the three for me not that it's a bad story mm-hmm. but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and pick spider-man again for my my top choice i am such a one-note guy
0: Well, I'm going to be too, so that's okay. But my least favorite is going to be Human Torch and Thing versus stupid villains that have powers that make no sense. Yes. That's my least favorite. Although your choice is also pretty up there because Egghead Android is kind of stupid. Uh, And my favorite, it's weird because I don't know that it is the best story because it is just a fight. But I really love that fight. I've always loved that fight. Um. And I'm just really excited that Cap has his own title. So I'm going to pick Captain America for the first time as Captain America.
1: I am Captain America.
0: Not Avengers. You know, it's funny. When I summarized Amazing Spider-Man 18 last episode, I had planned to ask you, are you going to do that I am Captain America thing again? Um, (laughs) Because if you are, I'm going to do a, a, you know, whiny Peter Parker voice this whole summary. but (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) But two can play at that game, mister.
1: It's just, he's just so so. He's so He's stoic and yes, dramatic. He yes, he is. He has to be. He's the DC superhero of the Marvel Universe. So, um, not for nothing, but the first season of Doctor Who is getting ready to wrap up. The first season? Of classic Doctor Who. Is getting ready to wrap up. What does that mean? Oh, well, like, oh in our it, August
0: 1964?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ken and I just started watching the last story.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, the first season.
1: It actually goes into September, so this would be a more appropriate thing to say in like three episodes. But...
0: Um, Well, I've seen the first season. Got that far. Yeah.
1: We're going to watch the two animated parts of Reign of Terror um, tomorrow or the next day and then wrap it up with the last part. I'm
0: still – like I am so – I haven't touched it in so long. I'm on uh, Second Doctor still technically.
1: Oh, you know what happens next month though in September? Hmm. Goldfinger. Oh, now that's fun. So I'll be sitting down with the first three James Bond films and watching those in rapid succession.
0: What's interesting is they have already mentioned Bond – in the books we've covered. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's going to be even more influence once Goldfinger hits and becomes like this sensation.
1: I would I would totally mm-hmm. expect that to happen. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hold on, one second. What's up? Okay. So, um that about wraps us up. Do you want to tell the people where they can find us?
0: You can find us at makeoursmarvel.com. There you're going to find the links to to, you know, the RSS feed, iTunes, Twitter or any old way you can make a podcast play, I hope. And if that's not true, please email me and let me know at podcast at make You can also do that through the website with our contact form. And of course you can email us for other reasons besides technical support, like, um, you know, to tell us what you think or what we got wrong or right, or what you agree or disagree with. Um, or even some of our favorite stuff, tell us about the future. Cause we don't know everything. And sometimes it's fun to know what, you know, um, you can also – what else can they do? They can do the uh, the social links, too, on Make Ours Marvel for Facebook and Twitter. And if you like us, then John thanks you for it, which he's going to do right now.
1: Yeah, I want to say thank you for following us and liking us to some Facebookers. Um, Mark Rain Hamelin, Jose Gonzalez, Paul Granahan, Brian Royster, Lee Goodhart, whose uh, profile pic is Union Jack, and Rick Freeth. Thank you very much for following us and liking us on the Facebooks, Um, sharing our posts, retweeting our tweets, always appreciated. And um, we're going into September next episode. So, Mike, what's their homework?
0: Okay, we got Journey of the Mystery number 110, where Thor faces off for the third time, I think, with um, um, Cobra and Mr. Hyde. And then we've got Tales to Astonish 62. It looks like the Hulk is going to fight Chameleon, and I'm not sure what Giant Man is doing. But we're also kind of tired of Giant Man, so it's okay what he's doing. It's probably not that interesting. And then we got X-Men number 8, where they fight the uncanny threat of, oh my gosh, how do you say that word? Unus, the Untouchable?
1: I say Unus. It is one of the least fortunate names of a comic book (laughs)
0: Unus. So you guys decide how to pronounce that. Unus or Unus or something. (laughs) The untouchable. Yes. That's your homework. That sounds like a short episode, but we'll see.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, um, I am on Twitter at John Reads Comics. My Image Comics podcast, All the Pouches and Image Comics podcast, is on Twitter, at All the Pouches, or on my website, johnreadscomics.com. You can also find me and my son doing commentaries on Japanese superheroes, the Super Sentai series. We are doing Super Silly Sentai, at Silly Sentai on Twitter, or supersillysentai.johnreadscomics.com. Um, I have also been cooking a Transformers podcast, which is going to be releasing this fall. It is on Twitter at tfuk podcast, following the UK comics and the original G1 cartoon series. Um, and if you like the Scarlet Witch, because I love the Scarlet Witch, uh, you can follow my tweet blog where I celebrate her life and kind of tweet through her adventures. Same stuff we're doing here, just a little more depth um, over at Let's Talk Wanda. So those are all things you can enjoy. And until next time, if there's anything else? I think we're good. Or until DC sues Marvel for Wonder Man's infringement on Wonder Woman,
0: make ours Marvel.